All right, back again for another edition of the Concast, uh, featuring me, Josh, being sick today. So I'm sure that that'll be great for everybody. With me today is Laz and Tittles, like usual. Uh, Hello. He's taking the week off, and we're replacing him with Jav. I'm the better one. <laughs> Did you say bitter one? Because better, I... bitter, same difference. We're all kind of bitter. Yes. And bitter. we're going to be better today. I'll tell you that much. Bitter husks. The hatred that is about to be in this podcast will be epic. <laughs> I'm tempted almost to play devil's advocate just so it's not totally, oh, I... you know, working on Microsoft. I, I welcome I will, you to try. I be, because I, you know, I'm annoyed at all the gamer bros already. All but right. uh, before we get to that, before we get to that, we get, we get yeah, spoilers. Our, our intro stuff. Come yeah. on. Okay, uh, okay. Maybe yeah. we like it. You so, don't know. Wait, we could think is the best thing ever. I mean, I've got to be happy about something sooner or later, you know, the law of averages. So, you never so, know. Yeah. Um, Stay tuned for a surprise as to what we think, because you don't so, know. Shut up, Tittles. You shut up. No, you shut up. Well, I'm, I'm going to start now. talking now. I finished well, playing Bioshock Infinite. Oh, well, congratulations. Good yes. Good for you. It was magnificent. Uh, little round of applause. T- Tittles will tell you that I Let's had... put that screenshot right here on the refrigerator door. Where everyone <laughs> can see it. I had minor parts of the plot pegged. Uh, Tittles can confirm. Yeah, because... you, 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 you sort of had some of it. Sort of like, you know you know when you do um, that guessing game where you got to say, oh, you got that pegged. You got the right color peg, but it's on, in the wrong position. That was sort of mostly, I think... <laughs> Oh, we're playing were, Mastermind. Awesome. That's the one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's about where we were. Yeah. That's, you uh, you that's had some right. sort of prescient visions that, that sort of were prescient, but not totally fleshed out in how. Uh, from my point of view, obviously, I you'll have heard I finished it a few weeks ago. Um, but if you're the kind of person who likes a strong story and an entertaining story and some good dialogue and you like to look at the ending and go <gasps> then you owe it to yourself to play to play that game. I don't really care if you don't like first person shooters you pretty much respawn all the damn time anyway so it's a good times it's pretty short and sweet so it has con, gold, seal of approval. Go and play it. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Jeb, have you played it yet, or are you playing something else? I have not. I was kind of putting it off until I did the first two, um, which I've still never done. But yeah. yeah, we were talking about that in chat the other day. If you have any intention of playing the first two, I recommend doing it before BSI, because the stuff that they improved for BSI is so much better that you may go back to the first ones and be like, eh, I don't think I can do this. And that's totally the opposite of my opinion, because any time I decide to do that, I just don't play any of them. Well, so... yeah, and... The... But that's you. Yeah. But I don't want to take up too much time on BSI, so are you actually playing anything else right now, Jav, or you just uh, sitting idle these days? Same old, a whole lot of League of Legends, a whole lot of StarCraft, a lot of uh, the competitive gaming stuff, you know. That's it's always yeah. been my niche. Competitive <laughs> gaming. Esports. Esports. Co- competitive gaming is for people who are competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Zing. Good one, dude. Nice yeah. burn. burn. 
Listen, I... even when we played Left 4 Dead, I always took that to the next level of competition. I mean, <laughs> yes, that was a tight competition. <laughs> competition well, to see who's going to get kicked off the server first. And we do like tight things, don't we? Well, that's a whole other story. Uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in it for the trash talk. <laughs> that's up your alley. I just, what about... We should we should do some Left 4 Dead again sometime, just so I can go around going PAM! <laughs> which is, <laughs> is one of the life's great pleasures. <laughs> what about you, Laz? You still on Skyrim? Yep. Uh, I've done, I think, almost everything I want to do in that game, short of uh, finish the main story, so I'll probably do that this week and then, I don't know, play something else, but it's... I mean, it's a lot of walking around in the forest. And sometimes I get a little sick of the forest. Yeah, oh, man. Is for losers. That's, that's, the, that's, that's all I want from a game is no. wandering around in a forest. Oh, man. No. <laughs> you know, I actually it, I came to a realization. I think Skyrim is the opposite of Dragon Age 2. Because Dragon Age 2 has interesting combat and interesting companions. But it's a totally self-contained, horrible environment. While Skyrim is this really huge, interesting environment that gives you a real feeling of agency that Dragon Age 2 was totally lacking. I mean, Skyrim is definitely better than Dragon Age 2, but they had totally op- so. yeah, they had totally opposite strengths and weaknesses. But Laz, what's Amazing. wrong with Kirkwall and always being in Kirkwall <laughs> and never leaving Kirkwall? Kirkwall. And how about you, Kirkwall? We, Kirkwall. we love Kirkwall. It's I don't not- know, man. I mean, I don't- I love a decent plot and characters, as you've just heard from my uh, chit-chat about Bioshock, but I, I can love a game that is just fairly kind of... It's the kind of... I, I almost like the sort of bleak quality of Skyrim, the fact that... It, that sort of feeling that you're not some epic predestined protagonist, which you kind of are, but yeah. it's just kind of... You're just a guy, and you can go and chop wood and stuff. I, and I don't mind. People are just like oh, I, man, I don't mind the right. I don't mind the freedom or the variety or the bleakness of it. And I, I sort of find the bleakness of it appealing. It's just that, mm. I mean, the the dialogue is rote. The story is just uninteresting. You do the same quests over and over if you really want to, and well, it, it, it doesn't want it doesn't to. have plot, character, or dialogue hooks that really make me want to keep playing. Now I'm playing to finish it. But I, I did like—I mean, I did like Dark Brotherhood a lot. I liked the companions and the college quests a lot. But it's—I it, mean, I'm this—I'm sort of playing it because I decided, you know, I should probably play an Elder Scrolls game. I think you're a silly Billy, but that's life. Uh, Not did you the get first time I've been though? called that. Did I, what? <laughs> did you get married though? Because I did. I did. Who, who did you get married to? Um, Silgia, the minor girl that lives north of Riften. I don't. I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't remember. It's probably like thirty people you can marry. I oh. married Ayala the Hotness. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's her actual in-game name for sure. I picked the horse. <laughs> you, you picked the what? Is the that horse. is that a is that a mod? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I just decided that, that horse was my life mate. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the weird, so, crazy, glowing eyes horse that you get in the Dark Brotherhood quest? Of course. <laughs> well, Tittles, we kind of skipped you, uh, or I kind of skipped you out of turn, but uh, are you playing anything now? I didn't know there was a set order, but... 
well, well I was talking to you and then I stopped talking to you and I moved on. Uh yeah, mainly um Sonic One re release for Android and also iOS if that's how you will. Um it's you know how it is with old games a lot of the time you just get a crappy emulator and a crappy ROM and it runs like crap and it's in a small window and it doesn't do anything new and it controls like crap and it's awful and laggy and horrible. This isn't that. This is brilliant. This is a couple of real hardcore Sonic fans put together the ultimate greatest possible Sonic 1 that could ever exist with proper widescreen and spin dash and the tails and the knuckles and the tails can carry Sonic and and a load of debug mode things with cool beta lost objects and well if you're a total Sonic geek like me it's sort of um, it's pretty brilliant and I already stole some cool things from it for Sonic 3 Complete and if you're not it's still a pretty neat thing to be playing on your little mobile phone or your tablet or whatever kind of hate using touch controls with that sort of thing so I'm the dork who sits there with a game controller sticking out the side of it but hey maybe you like touch controls maybe it'll work for you it's it's a great game anyway and you could even play it on the PC with stuff like Blue Stacks. And if you have any love for Blue Hedgehogs, you need to try it. That's but what's it cost? About £2.30 over here. Don't know what that translates to over there. So, I mean, if you've ever bought a Square Enix game, you could probably <laughs> buy this about 30 times yeah. for the same money. So, good value. I was kind of leading to that, but uh, yeah, we'll let that one go for now. You're buying it right now because of my hearty recommendation. That's what no, I like to hear. I don't actually have my phone on me. Oh, you're a, you're a failure in almost every important respect, Josh. That's pretty true. But I did manage to watch the Doctor Who finale earlier today. So no spoilers. No, you didn't, you didn't watch it. No. You told me you were going to watch it. I, I was going to, and then other things happened. And if you spoil it, I will reach through the internet and be on you. Spoilers. Oh, I knew that was coming. <laughs> Damn it, Tittles. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. If you don't want to know what happened in the Doctor Who finale, look away now. <laughs> Everyone dies! Ha <laughs> The Sonic is $3 for iOS in America. That's $3, man. That, $3. That... $2.99, in fact. That's probably less than buying a Happy Meal. So... It is less than I paid for a Happy Meal for my child yesterday, yes. It's yeah. about a beer for me, so I don't know. My priorities are kind of slanted there. <laughs> yes, hi. Yeah, that's, a, that... that's a great point, Caitlin. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel that's affected my life in important ways. <laughs> well, since we're not going to talk about Doctor Who, I guess it's time that we can just go ahead and jump right into the topic. Um... Today is, what is today? Today's the 22nd? Yeah, it's 22nd. 22nd of May, 2013. That means the Xbox reveal was yesterday, and we were all watching it, and we were all highly entertained. So despite the fact that this is nominally a podcast that kind of centers around Final Fantasy, we're going to talk about the Xbox today. I've got, I've got an opening statement I'd like TV. to make about the Xbox One, as they've nonsensically called it. It's a glimmer on crimson, a glitter in the dark, that fails <laughs> to be admired by the want within us all. Oh. I think that speaks to us in many ways on this oh, topic. I'm so upset I missed the Jav poetry a month ago. You've no idea. <laughs> I, I, 
<laughs> I think I think I'll ease up on it this time, but we're yeah. gonna get a few in, you know. Yeah, and Tittle's got good laughs out of it the last time, so it's not gonna go away entirely ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Even if he gets to the point where he has to start making up new poems of the style of Jav. And it's oh, been so it's... long, you could probably make one up and Jav will believe it was his. Oh, yeah. Oh, certainly. I'd willingly write new ones for him, I don't care. <laughs> Do right. it, true. I, I'm all, all over no that. Alright, so... I mean that thing Microsoft gave up? To go... Oh. <laughs> 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 I mean, we could sum up that whole... I, I guess you could call it a press conference in three words. TV, football, and Call of Duty. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was gonna say you know TV, TV and sports. All right, but you and know, dogs and I uh, the dogs. It was just, I mean, dogs are included in the Call of Duty. Yeah, that's really, really innovating. Or is it that Call of Duty is included with the dogs? Does it come with a dog? Like when you buy the <laughs> game, do you get one? Only the collector's well, edition. Now, you might remember from a couple years back when, you know, Molyneux came on to the E3 stage was like, hey, you want a tiger with your Kinect? And that never <laughs> happened. So that dog may just, you know, end up dying in an alley by itself somewhere. I feel like they probably had Molyneux involved in this because really <laughs> so many things that just don't actually do anything. Like, Great, your Kinect <laughs> never turns off now. It is always watching you, just in case you might gesture at it in the hopes of, you know, wanting to use the Xbox. And then it's going to turn red and just be like, hello, Dave. What you you, you would think that kind of desperation would be reserved for yeah. your Wii. <laughs> You'll try to play a used game on it, and then the Kinect will switch on and say, I'm sorry, Dave, I can't let you do that. <laughs> Without paying me 400 MSP. <laughs> More than, actually, like... I think it's going to be more than that. The way um, uh, oh, the, sure. the, the Xbox people weren't, um, they were basically not commenting on it. I think uh, one of them said, oh yeah, you're going to have to pay a fee, but then they had to take it back immediately. And uh, the, the r ugly rumor going around is that if you have a used game, or a game that is attached to a different person's profile, you have to pay the full MSRP to unlock it online. Then that's... So you might have to, you could have a scenario where you buy a used game for 20 American dollars and then you have to activate it with 60 American dollars. That, well, that's, that's very, very uh, extreme and hopefully it's not quite that bad and it's something cursory like 400 MSP, uh, Microsoft points. But, well, Microsoft uh, points are apparently going away anyway. Um I heard a while ago in oh, that's probably unrelated news. Um, for me, it's kind of... For a long time, the only way I've bought games is really on the PC through uh, download services like Steam. Or, well, mostly Steam, let's be honest. I only use um, that EA rubbish when I have to. So, oh. for me, the idea that a game is tied to you and your account and you can't trade it in, you can't buy second hand, is second nature. So, I mean, while I appreciate it does affect a lot of people and affects that sort of traditional taking a game around to a friend's house or that sort of thing, uh, I understand that, but for me personally, it, it's not a big issue. And, you know, I was just talking about Sonic 1 Android. You know, you buy a mobile game, it's the same story. You buy it, you download it, it's on your account, it's on your device, that's that you can't just go and up and give it to somebody. Granted, they're a bit cheaper, <laughs> which makes it a bit different. Usually, but, but you know, I I'm 
kind of okay with the idea of just having something there. I never put a damn disc in it. I just download things that tied to me, but that's because I'm sort of sad and lonely anyway, so it's fine. Well, I've got a few things to say in response to that directly, Tittles, based on you know three things that you just said. Um, one is the rumor, or one of the rumors, is that you'll actually be able to trade uh, the games that you have tied to your account. Uh, I don't know if that can be just for other games or if it could be, you know, for whatever, which might create kind of a P2P gray market for used <laughs> games. I don't know. I, again, that's a rumor, so it may or may not happen I, and probably won't. I have doubts with that because then Microsoft won't have total control over the yeah. transaction or, or or any exactly. control over the transaction. Uh, now, another thing you mentioned was, you know, porting a game to your friend's house. Uh, they have said that if you have a game tied to your account and you log on with your live account, at your friend's house, you have access to all the games that you have tied to that account. But that actually brings up the most important part. There is a non-replaceable, apparently, 500 gigabyte hard drive. Yeah, um, they do it with a 500 gig hard drive, and they're gonna make you install all the games to it. Um, there are USB ports available for externals, but oh, still, sure. I, I'm but sure that... and and also they made the. Uh, the ones that uh, the Xbox 360 supports hella expensive, so sure, they're probably gonna make that uh, yeah. true for this one too. It's I, almost it, as I'm, Apple memory. I'm sure they'll increase the capacity limit, though. I mean, don't forget the 360 came out in 2005, and you know, high volumes of external storage just weren't the norm then. Nowadays, you can get a 32 gig USB stick at the drop of a hat, and it'd be it'd be kind of crazy not to support that. But on the other hand, I only have a 600 gig C drive. I have a load of media and stuff on another disc, but all my games are installed on a disc that's not much bigger, and there's quite a lot of them. Balin is and enraged at the lack of disc space in the Xbox One. I know, she hates it. She well, really. I'm frankly She's not enraged by it. I, I'm sitting at a computer here that has three and a half terabytes of storage on it. And there is no reason that they could not have doubled that internal storage, regardless of what, what price point they're coming in at. There's, yeah, there's no I, reason for it. I think but, the 1.5 terabyte hard drive on my desktop costs about as much as like uh, like 16 gigs on a uh, for an external for a Vita or for an iPad. It, okay, it, it's well, it's absurd how they're overcharging for the when external. When did you buy that disc? Um, two years ago. Now, what you've got to remember is mechanical hard disk prices have been bad ever since those floods. What about a year ago? A little more than that, but yeah. And they haven't oh. really recovered. And don't forget that mechanical discs are kind of on the ropes now compared with SSDs. That's partly why the pricing oh, is no longer right. being consistently competitive. SSDs are still too expensive. So yeah, they yeah, no, of... I have an open SSD drive on this in this uh, uh, this tower, and I am waiting for those prices to drop so I can put one in there. But still, I th um the lack of. Uh, the the Xbox One's internal non-replaceable hard drive, with so with everything having a mandatory install, uh, it it, well, it the, really seems ugly. The fact that it's not replaceable is distressing, but you delete stuff and you reinstall it. It's really not 
And it'll be back. It'll be backed up on the cloud, probably. It's really not a difficult thing. I mean, the question is not, are you ever going to need more than 500 gig for all the things you'll ever play? The question is, are you going to need more than 500 gig at a time? I probably, think... yeah. You probably will. I, I can Fine. see. I can see a decent number of gamers that will think that that's too restrictive. It also, it, it also depends on what the size of the installs are going to be for these new games. Well, the, the theory a... is is that you don't use the disc ever again once you've done the install. Well, so that think... complete install. Yeah, well, then so think, things are going to be dozens of gigs then for each game, right? More uh, than, well, because if you look at Blu-ray... just Metal Gear Solid 4, which was, you know, PlayStation 3, it was at least a 20 gig install. I, yeah, but I, Metal Gear Solid 3 was just a series of uh, six hours of Blu-ray movie footage, so... So essentially the way that Quantum Break looks to be, or most of the trailers <laughs> right. that they showed for I, the Xbox sure, One. Sure, sure. We, we forgot to mention Quantum Break. That was the only new, unex- sort of unexpected game that was at the that didn't fit the pattern of TV, sports, Call of Duty that they and were hammering home. also didn't make any sense. But they're breaking the, the mold, man. Pretty nicely. It looked like a long cutscene. Like they had that '90s really actors playing out a role <laughs> that cuts into gameplay footage thing going on, and then right. it cut into yeah, like that, that really pre-rendered strange. CGI. I, was that indicative of the game in any way? Do you think, or was that like, hey, let's put together a 20-second live-action intro and just really confuse everybody watching this? I I couldn't tell you. It's made by the Alan Wake people, and that was a. A pretty interesting game. I uh, played a little bit of it at a friend's house. Does the, the Alan Wake pe- is the Alan Wake pedigree a positive or negative or don't care kind of uh, situation? It's definitely for positive for me. Right. And um, don't I... forget that it's also Max Payne pedigree. Three, for some reason, has ended up being produced and created by Rockstar, but these mm. guys were the guys who made the first two that actually made that popular. So they do have a a history of of creating kind of likable and slightly off-kilter, for the time at least, titles. I was going to say something just before that, like, on the issue of the hard drive. Um, Yeah, sure. For the most part, I think that the whole unlike changeable and removable hard drive is just a small symptom of the larger issue, which is, like, the whole Xbox One is underwhelming in terms of its technical ability. It's not a big upgrade from the current 360s or the most recent generations or the elites or what have you. And it, um, um, it still uses a DDR3. Yeah, exactly. Just in terms of even the graphical power that's in it, it's not a larger change. It's not even up to par with current gen graphics cards. It's a very tame. It's what you would get with like an $800 pre made PC, basically. Yeah, but that's always kind of the case. I mean, even um, the PS3 and the 360 were never technically speaking massively powerful compared to PCs that were out by the time they no, were out. No, but they were yeah, significant it's... boosts from the systems before them. Oh, like, yeah. Well, that yeah, just I, doesn't I, have I, that factor here. Yeah, and that's I something... grant you, but that, that is something that's that's kind of been a problem before, and it's going to probably be a problem for a while. It's sort of well, I don't know. Maybe this is... I think people felt that way when when the last consoles came out to begin with because people didn't have HD TV so much at the time. Now, the kind of PS2 era consoles and the Wii put out a pretty smart-looking image uh, for an SD TV. And if you still had SD and you went and played your um, 
360 or a PS3 at an SD resolution, say, you know, 480p or whatever, there's really not all that much to recommend it over the previous generation. Yeah, I mean, things are a bit prettier, but it's it's not... It didn't justify the cost, if you know what I mean, which is essentially why the Wii was so successful in its early days, because it came in at a fairer price point and people weren't interested in the graphical upgrade that the others were peddling. Now, the thing... The thing that I did read about the Xbox One is that supposedly it can support up to 4K resolutions. Now, if you somehow have a 4K display, you're probably going to notice a massive difference playing the same game on that compared to a 360 putting it out at 720p. So if you take it in a few years, the same as the previous generation, when people have got you know fancier televisions and fancier home equipment you might start to see the difference shine a bit more. It's not a selling point today, maybe in the future. I'm, I don't know. It's just the Xbox One, some of its hardware specifications puzzle me a little bit. They, uh, uh, they have 8 gigs of RAM, but they can't use more than 5 of them at once because it's running 3 OSs simultaneously with 2.5 to 3 gigs of that RAM. And the connects constantly tying it up as well. Yeah, I, th- I think it's one OS for the games, one OS for apps, yeah. and one OS for for the connect. That does seem incredibly unnecessary. Um, it's it's just I puzzling. really I not the the other thing is I what I can't fathom is not only why they would do that, but why they would bother really telling you that. It's such a weird internal implementation detail to be talking about at all. It's I think- like. Why do I care? Just tell me you've got eight gigs of RAM. It sounds better. Yeah, I, I think they know did. You can only use a bit here and there. Uh, they did so because um, I think at the Sony press conference they gave some a surprisingly level a surprising level of technical details in their pressers, and uh, the Xbox people sort of matched that with the 360 specif. I mean the the the, <clears throat> the Xbox One specifications and their. There's some head scratchers in there, and also, mm. are we are we just gonna call it the Xbox One, or are people gonna call it Xbox, or are we gonna go to some silly kind of uh, abbreviation? Well, I'm, I'm already calling we it that, the Jabbox. It's already. Happened. <laughs> um, I want to give you a possible different theory on that, uh, Laz, and say that part of the reason that they got into that much detail was because I think they know that if they don't get out ahead of that, one of the one of the developers is gonna call them on it. They're going to say, oh, yeah, they told you that it's got 8 gigabytes of RAM, but when we start developing for it, we only have access to four of that because right. that's the kind of mm. industry that... Avoid it coming become. out as a negative later. Yeah, yeah I can see that, but, I mean, they seem to have announced a lot of really questionable things with their announcement, and it's really put a... seems to have put a bit of a damper on it. Well, I mean, the, the whole structure of it, they clearly had their billet points that they wanted to hit. It was the new TV experience, uh, sports experience, and a lot of Call of Duty 5, and then the actual interesting parts, like the dog and, uh, <laughs> and the Halo television series, those were just little footnotes other than, outside those three giant bullet points. And well, also, why are they going to pay 500 quid for a, a set-top box? I mean... That's not... I, I, can't, I understand them wanting to compete in that arena, but that's just not competitive, surely. 
especially for something with such a relatively small hard disk, surely you just get a damn PBR that's cheaper, doesn't have all this fancy, unnecessary graphic stuff, but has space to record television like oh, you might I'm, want it to. You said DVR. I thought you said PBR. My PVR. Bad. Oh, okay. I thought, I, I thought you said PBR, which is different. Um, back to what <sighs> silly abbreviation we're gonna uh, go use for this thing. There was a an amusing article on Kotaku this morning. Uh, the Japanese are already calling it the X1, which is uh, Japanese shorthand for a once divorced person. <laughs> and. Uh, um uh uh the guys on the giant bombcast podcast are already calling it the X-bone, X-B-O-N-E. <laughs> so, I mean th- there is going to be writing fodder for making fun of this really stupid name for years and years. And I to can't be fair, wait. To be fair though, there are very few consoles that have had a genuinely new name that where I can think people didn't say at the time that sounds really stupid. I mean, if you think back to an era where you've never heard the term PlayStation. Yeah. When I first heard that, I was like, what, this sounds like some kind of Fisher-Price put shapes in holes thing. What is this? This is not the <laughs> name of a console. Consoles are called Mega Drive or Super Nintendo. You don't call something PlayStation. Do you think um, the Wii U would be more successful if they called it the Wii 2 or the Super Wii instead? Well, well yeah, go no, back I mean, to, they need Wii. to ditch the Wii in general. They need right. to you ditch... do realize that Wii is, over the... here at least, what you call something that you do in a toilet. Right. It's just... I, I, think they had the, I think the Wii U had to have the name Wii in it because they the Wii was successful, like it or not, and... They needed to establish it as, oh, this is the next Wii. If you have a Wii, you should get this. But, I oh, mean, yeah, Wii, yeah. But Wii U is a dumb name, man. This I, is... I, I understand that. It's just the fact that they used Wii to begin with. I mean, before that, it was um, the moniker was the Nintendo Revolution, and that was that actually sounded way better. So do you think Durango sounds better than X-Bone or Xbox One? Yeah, it does. At least well, with Durango, Xbox, you could like fake I... an Aussie accent the whole time. Yeah. Xbox always sounded stupid. Dreamcast sounded stupid. GameCube is at least dis- descriptive. They Nintendo almost called they almost been... called the GameCube the Star Cube, which and then is the Dolphin at one point too. Dolphin was its uh, production Dolphin name. Dolphin was the code name, wasn't it? Yeah, like, but yeah, um... but the, um, the weird crackpot Nintendo president wanted to call it Star Cube. <laughs> Nintendo's actually the ones until the Wii, the ones they came out with were sort of relatively sensible and descriptive. They were the kind of last holdouts of non-ridiculous console names. And then they they put the Wii out there and it just all went out the window. But stupidly named consoles had always been more successful than what they'd been putting out for the last <laughs> couple of generations so I guess they had to go with the flow. Um, it seems to me that the only reason they can have called uh, the Xbox One is that someone on the team is a professional eBay scammer and just has got this fiendish plan to buy up a load of original Xboxes and sell them as Xbox Ones and say, well, it is the original Xbox and make a load of scamming money. 
Well, to their credit, the real name was indeed stupider than all of the fake ones that had been popping up in rumors. Because I, I heard I had heard Xbox Infinity and just Xbox as um, possible names, but this is sillier <laughs> and more confusing than either of those. Well, just Xbox would fit in with the ludicrous franchise reboot fetish everyone's been on for the last few years. <laughs> well, let's just call it the same thing as something that's already out there. It'll be fine. Alright, Xbox 3. Anyone? Eh? Yeah, and you know, I kind of feel mm, like that yeah. was almost a little bit shut off to them because PlayStation has such a mark on Super using Xbox. the simple number. Take it off Nintendo. They should well, have yeah, done Y-Box, Z-Box. There's a million things you could have called it. No, speaking of reboots, here's what they should have done. They should have called it the Xbox 1080, and it should have came <laughs> with a skateboard and relaunched the whole Tony Hawk series. <laughs> Boom. There, that is one series that could use a relaunch because... Money oh, made. man. Yeah, and let's just call it Tony Hawk. Let's not moniker it or anything. I think they did that already, actually. But guys, yeah. let's just... The yeah, thing the... with the numbers being off-limits, though, it's funny, because after years of pointlessly year-based Windows revisions, followed by stupid named Windows revisions like XP and Vista, they went and asked people, just, just call it Windows 7, man. And they did. <laughs> and yet they can't seem to apply the same logic. <laughs> what if they'd gone and said, you know what, we're going to call it Windows 1. That might have been appropriate for the um, for Windows 8, actually, because it looks very much like it, but... They should have oh. just called it Window. <laughs> Get rid of the whole thing. Yes, they could have just called thing... this Box. I did observe at university, there was a remarkable number of, of kind of non-native speakers who really had trouble with plurals, and they were always talking about Microsoft Window. And it was quite, um, it was quite bizarrely common. There are also a lot of people who said modulate instead of moderator on forums, which is really confusing. <laughs> it sounds such more, such more. It sounds so much more <laughs> nefarious to say that somebody is a modulator on a forum. Yeah. I would like to change my title on the con forums to supreme yeah. modulator. Yeah, we should we should go with that. I think it sounds awesome. I don't know how Clem would feel about that. Yeah, touche. He's the oh. ultra modulator. One thing oh. I'm not sure we've mentioned yet to more oh. um, to make us dislike oh. this new machine even more oh. is uh, have we talked about backwards compatibility? Oh. Backwards what? Well, why why would we talk about that? It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, right. You mean that thing that we've been promised since the last gen of consoles that we never got? Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, we're never, I mean, we're never gonna get it again, though. Uh, that, true, that, but I mean, the, the funny thing about it is, though, I mean, some people care about it very deeply. I I personally don't. But I would uh, care about it a lot less if the 360 was a machine that was reliable and never broke down mm. and was easy and was inexpensive to obtain. But it's none of those things. Um, original generation Xboxes last like eight months, and uh, newer ones aren't aren't a whole lot better. The I mean, the Red Ring is still a thing, so backwards compatibility is a little bit. I mean, the, or the lack of it is a little bit uh, scarier than it ought to be. Well, think of it this way, though. At least they have improved the build quality somewhat since the first build. But if you assume that the um, the Xbox One is going to have original build type uh, quality, maybe you are better off having a, a later 360 than you're going to be having one of these things hanging around. The thing with backward compatibility is it's it's just something that 
wasn't ever there in the past. And then suddenly, well, Sony did it with the PS2, and everyone thought, oh, that's a rather capital idea, isn't it? So all the last generation of consoles were touting it as a big... Um, you know, as a big feature, and as it turned out, Microsoft were the only people who made some level of backward compatibility stick. Well, no, the P- the first generation PS3s had it. Yeah, but, uh, they, then they were out doing for it. what ten minutes. Uh, it cost I think three million pounds. I think it was right around a year, but it's but it was um and part of the and reason it was like, so expensive hey, was because it had PS2 guts. Well, exactly. In there. It's like, hey, do you know what, guys? Do you think we could make this affordable if we stopped putting a whole other console in it? <laughs> Well, I, it seems like they should be able to make that work in the long run by doing something a little bit similar to what Sony tried to do with the PSP Go that just, you know, backfired for many other reasons. But uh, there were a lot of games on PSP that if you had the UMD but upgraded to a PSP Go, you could get the digital version of them. And um, th- th- that program was Japan only. Well, yeah, but that that's not my point. My point is right. that, you know, without... There's obviously going to be some sort of virtual console type experience on this eventually, and if they could put old Xbox games on there, especially with cloud saves being the norm now, it, it should be something that they should be able to offer that even without backwards compatibility, you shouldn't be forever cut out from your old games. Well, and look, it seems like something they could do better. Than I feel like they're going to so have far. to just because look, PlayStation's doing it now. Look, here's the problem though. The reason for this is not that they just want don't want you to be able to put your old discs in. The reason is that they physically can't do it. It speaks to what we were talking about earlier with this not being all that much of a technological leap forward. They are using a totally different CPU architecture. They're going from PowerPC to x86, and they can't emulate 360 games on it. Right. Uh, that's a you fair just point. can't yeah. do it. There's no, there's no point having a, a virtual console for it because the machine just won't be able to do that. Well, I mean, they could rebuild things from the ground up, but that's probably yeah, but too that's probably that. too expensive. Yeah, to well, yeah, I mean, make it worth it. I if you've got people doing that, for if you've got people, stuff. if you've got people who've got their source code still around, and particularly if they made a PC port that ran on x86, then you know maybe they've got a chance that they could recompile a build that could work on some kind of download service, but... So Halo, you know, basically, and that's about it. Now that uh, the, the Xbox One, the PS4, and a lot of PCs are all using x86, it might be a little bit easier to do um, cross-platform ports of uh, between those three systems. Well, this, this to me, is the potential good news as a PC gamer, is the, the thought that it ought to be pretty inexpensive to make a game that works on both the Xbox One and the PC, and to an extent, the uh, PS4. Going back to what you said uh, probably five, ten minutes ago, Tittles, about the build quality, <coughs> now that we've you know, beaten that porting thing into the mm. ground, um, I wonder if they're going to be able to make the build quality a little bit better from the start this time. A, because of what they learned before anyway, but also because of the fact that this machine looks to be a little bit bigger than a 360. And It looks to... like a giant Wii. 
It well, looks that's... like a VCR from like 1993. <laughs> that was going to be my question is, yeah, what do you guys actually think of the styling? Because I think I might be the only person that thinks that it's actually kind of cool in its dorky way. You know, I kind of like square 80s looking things. And in that respect, it's uh, it's not totally lost on me. I mean, it. I think the best I can say is it's sort of it looks sort of okay. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just a thing that's going to sit there and do something for me if I even buy one. I personally, I think it looks better than the pre-new version 360. The original version 360, I don't think really looked. It's just a plastic monstrosity, and trying to make it rounded didn't do it any favors. Yeah, Deeds. I've got a white non-slim 360. Yeah. I completely agree with you. I, it, that thing actually stays behind my TV because <laughs> it's not attractive enough to come out in front. I don't think anybody makes attractive consoles these days, to be perfectly honest. There's not one of those uh, I'd really think was a looker. Um, oh, I think my Wii Lu- why that, that to play. Why? My, I think my Wii U looks pretty <laughs> good. I haven't course, really looked much. It just much. sits there and doesn't do anything. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think pretty. that's all it's doing. I think the Xbox One uh, looks okay. It has clean lines. It's um, uh, it's sort it's sort of minimalist looking compared to the flashy, you know, X's and the on-off ring on the 360. But uh, I actually think the controller looks really sharp. It's a bulkier 360 controller, but with uh with uh sort of more black and bolder looking uh face buttons since they're not really jeweled anymore they're black with the uh with the letters more clearly written mm. i think I, it looks I, it looks, I, it looks first, bigger and, and heavier but i think sharper the first picture i saw of it was at a strange angle and i thought it looked like a bit of a weird monstrosity but now i've seen more pictures from a normal angle it is yeah it's just it looks like a hopefully improved at least ergonomically 360 controller i mean i love the 360 controller um, it's got to be, aside from the wonky D-pad, which they have apparently improved. Yeah, they've apparently you know, improved for... the D-pad, and the uh, there's more pressure sensitivity and adjustable pressure mm. on the uh, shoulders and triggers. If I'm gonna use, if I'm gonna use something where I want to play with an analog stick and I want to play a modern game, something kind of 3D-ish, the 360 controller is absolutely my controller of choice. It it fits nicely in your hands. All the stuff's really accessible. I will absolutely agree with you. I mean, uh, an Xbox 360 pad is what I have plugged into my PC right now for gaming. So, yeah. So, obviously... It... Well, and that brings me to the other hope that I haven't seen mentioned anywhere. I hope that, once again, it is PC compatible and um, there's some kind of either hook it into USB option or um, little or a dongly or, whatnot yeah. option. It has a uh, an infrared um, sensor at the front, sort of in between the shoulder buttons, and it mm. uses a battery pack. I'm not sure it even has a USB connection. Well, we don't. I the wireless ones when you use them on the PC, you don't use USB. You just um, oh, okay. You get a little dongle for them. So I just hope they put another one of those out. Would it be problematic if they didn't make this one PC compatible, but still kept up uh, P- uh, 360 controllers to be PC compatible? Well, it depends if there's anything I end up really liking on the new one, and so that I'd rather be using one of those. Right, that's fair. Well, 
before we wrap up today, I figure we owe it to our audience to at least make one part of this Final Fantasy related or Squeenix related. Oh, or do something. we have to? So, yes, we do. What do you suppose sure. the odds are that we're going to see anything that is in any <clears throat> way interesting from Squeenix for the Xbox One? Uh, I would be surprised if we even see anything really interesting at E3, let alone for any console. Right, it's, um, <laughs> uh, it's worth noting E3 is in, I think, 17 or 18 days from yeah, now. It's, which it's under three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, which means it'll be under two weeks by the time uh, listeners hear this podcast. Indeed. And, all, and uh, one thing they mentioned at the Xbox, uh, <clears throat> uh, the Xbox event was they have 15 exclusive games being developed for the first 12 months of the Xbox One's lifespan, and eight of them are new IPs. So Square Enix could be in there somewhere, or not. I don't know. Final well, Fantasy Strange. Versus? Final Fantasy <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's never gonna happen. Um, Square Enix, I sort of think... It's tricky. You feel like um, FF13 only really came out on the Xbox due to the fact that the PS3 was just kind of lagging badly outside of Japan, and they needed to... For what a big game that was for them, they needed to get it out to a wider audience. Now, whether that's going to continue with the next generation of consoles is hard to say. Um, I wouldn't be terribly surprised to think they may not have committed to Microsoft yet, and they may wait to see how the sales of each console pan out, because I feel they'd rather still be sticking in the Sony camp. <laughs> that's probably true. I My thought that I had earlier today is... Uh, Going back to what you were saying earlier about you know sharing similar architecture, it mm. seems like maybe Final Fantasy fourteen could show up on the Xbox One, and could that's, it, it seemed pretty reasonable to me because if there was ever a Final Fantasy fourteen beta, and I'm not saying there was, and I'm not saying that I ever saw it, right? <laughs> but if I had seen it, I would say that an Xbox pad looked like it worked pretty well for it. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> confirm or deny that it ever happened either but I will say that it was great with a d-pad instead of a mouse and keyboard and theoretically th theoretically yeah but has that have they remind me where are we with Final Fantasy 14 have they got their upgraded Final Fantasy 14 out there yet uh, it is still in beta it'll be out this summer for PC uh, PS3 mm. will be lagging behind it in the fall and then you have to assume that there's going to be a PS4 release unless this version tanks just as badly as the uh, well, original 14 did. I don't you know see, if it that will, was, but that, I don't that, think it's going to be that popular either. That was the question to me, is whether it's really going to... I mean, if it's successful, sure, it's an MMO. It kind of breaks the rules of normal games because the game with an MMO is to release it on as many platforms and get it into as many hands as you possibly can, and and make your money through things like subscriptions and microtransactions and all that sort of shizzle rather than on the base sales. So opening that ecosystem up, they live and die by how many players they've got, so the more people you can get on there, the better. So if that is successful, I wouldn't be in the least bit surprised to see versions for all sorts of consoles, but I just don't think it will be. 
Well, I know I implied that I wanted to wrap up after I mentioned Final Fantasy, but there is one other thing about yesterday's uh, reveal that I did want to hit just real quick. Was the dog? No. <laughs> we haven't I've... talked about the dog. We haven't. haven't talked about the dog sufficiently relative uh, to how everybody else has talked about the dog. Oh man. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm here to kill fun. Breakout star of the press conference. Sports. But well actually that kind of lends itself to the point I want to make here. So Football? many people are having just an utter freak out about the fact that this reveal didn't tell them personally anything they wanted to know about the next Xbox. And I just, you know, yeah, maybe it didn't, but here's a tip, guys. That reveal wasn't for you. Yeah, I the think their who... go ahead. Their their E3 press conference is going to be what's for, for is going to be for the people that live and breathe video games. <coughs> yeah, th this one was for the media. This one was for the mainstreamers to just get the new name out there in front of people, and. The fact that the people who are whining about this are the people who have already made up their minds as to whether they are going to buy one or not. I don't, I don't know, know about that. I... I disagree on there. I feel like, honestly, all I was expecting was them to actually show it running anything or doing anything, and they didn't. And that's Well, they did more the big... than Sony. Yeah, but Sony really hasn't done their big thing yet. They're doing that in June or July, I believe. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know why anybody should have thought that Microsoft was going to necessarily step up and outdo Sony on this when there's so many opportunities to try that later. Well, because after Sony did their thing, everyone said that was extremely underwhelming. I bet Microsoft's going to outdo them easily. No, I, mean, I, 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 I wasn't... take the time and effort to make this big, you know, look at our Xbox, at least show the Xbox doing anything at all. I appreciate that they're trying to sell it as something that's more than just a games console, and this was kind of about the non-games console stuff, but on the other hand, as I was saying, it's incredibly expensive for something you're not going to play games on. Most of the hardware is completely pointless for anything other than playing games. I wouldn't spend £500 for that if I wasn't going to use the gaming hardware on it. Speaking it's... of prices, it's a little bit uh, troubling that neither Sony nor Microsoft is willing to talk about a price point yet. And that makes me think it's going to be more than people wish it were. Wish it was. Well, this, th this is my, this is my kind of whole thing of why I was a little surprised we're getting new consoles even coming out at all at the minute. It has been a heck of a long time since the last lot, but there's a reason for that. And the reason for that is that a lot of people don't have the kind of disposable income they had before 2008. And yeah, that's very true. I don't know what the market is for these. Like Jav said on today's televisions and, you know, home entertainment media, they don't look that different. They don't give you much more. And yeah, I think that's exactly why both Sony and Microsoft kind of deviated a little bit from the core game experience on that. It's because when you really get down to brass tacks and they start showing all these games, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say, this doesn't look like a new generation. Because the, the rate of return on upgrading this hardware for what you're going to get back out of it is starting to diminish. There's only so much that you can do with graphical processing. Agreed, but a set-top box, you can get that so much cheaper and you can get something that's actually dedicated to doing what they're trying to do instead of packing a load of gaming hardware that costs a load of money and doesn't do anything for you. Sure, I just absolutely. don't. There. 
I think I mean, the reason they are trying to do something a bit different because this is a really bad time to be launching a new console, but they're stuck with the fact that their existing stuff is way old and is being beaten in the face by cheap tablet and phone gaming. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the I'm end glad. of the show. <laughs> well, no, I mean... I, I, I Tiddles think... is right! Business I, I as usual. That, I think that you're absolutely <laughs> right. I, I think that that shouldn't stop them from trying to sell these other features because, you know, they really don't have that much else to sell in it. They're kind of it damned looks if they like, do and damned if they don't. It looks they... like that sitcom episode where, you know, um, well, it's like Bewitched and the husband's gone up and he's got to do this presentation and he doesn't really believe what he's selling and, and his wife's probably, or his, his mother-in-law's probably done some witchy business to the to the cards behind him and he's got to pretend that he believes what he's selling and that it's a worthwhile thing and I think this is kind of what they're trying to that might have been the most comically awkward analogy that I've ever encountered Tiddles making yeah, he, you spent a lot of awkward analogy that there, there was I've a ever lot of energy to Tiddles make making. a bewitched reference yeah there. you you've well, spent a lot know. of time reflecting upon bewitched haven't it's you just... It's just because he was an advertising guy. I was just thinking about a generic sitcom, and the fact that he used to have to worm his way out of things came to mind. I'm not that big of a okay. bewitch fan. I, I hate you all. All right, fellas. I'm not doing I, this anymore. Yeah, you are. You have no choice. Home. All right, yeah. so should we say our goodbyes? Oh, yes. Bye! We've gone we go. more than enough time on beating up the Xbox for today. Goodbye. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm, I indirectly made... Last time's goodbye is really awkward and abrupt. No, we didn't actually do them at all. So. Oh, we didn't. Oh, well, I, no. I, I just had to leave. Yeah, mm-hmm. and none of us even thought about it after you left. We oh. just started rambling about other stuff and just then walked away. You were a footnote. How does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Everyone's a footnote. Damn it. Well, that's uplifting. Next. <laughs> uh, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So remember, I hate uh, the Xbox and I hate you. What do you want from me? There you go. That's something you can end on. Jeff, what has your girlfriend been doing for the last hour and a half while we've been recording this? Um, you know, not, not nervously. Yeah, I don't. Is she actually listening? No, God, no. Are you kidding? <laughs> I don't hate her that much. Is she gonna play Borderlands Two with us afterwards? Uh, sadly, no. <laughs> Sad- sadly. That's just um, not going to be a thing. I it, I am Jack's complete lack of surprise. And for Jav's goodbye, we spent the time talking about his girlfriend. <laughs> eh, that's close enough resemblance. That seems weirdly appropriate for some reason. I okay. accidentally closed the poetry earlier, so you can't even have one of those. That's oh, candle man. wax on burning flesh. Can't we? Something can't about we that. Feel so? Can't we? Uh, uh, I, but if I, I search for that, I have to look through a bunch of other emails I don't want to look at, and that's I'm, um, fine. I'm just putting my foot down on that. We're done. I'm All saying right. goodbye now. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks goodbye. for listening. Come to the forums and hate on the Xbox with us. Please. Or come to the Xbox and hate on the forums. Either way.
Hey, there went another hour of your life listening to the Concast. I'm still sick, so let's wrap this up. You heard the Concast theme tune, Neko Neko Mawai, at the start of the show, and you're hearing Jesters of the Moon from Final Fantasy IX right now. Find us at cavesofnarsh.com or any number of social media outlets. Just Google Caves of Narsh. If you find them, they're us. 